SMS SAFM now on 41391. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. The South African Emergency Personnel's Unit has expressed its concern about government's readiness to deal with the second wave of COVID-19. They say that their concern was triggered by the number of deaths and positive reported cases per day recently and the report that the country has crossed the one million mark of positive cases. And just to add on that, you might have heard in the news that within the latest 24-hour period, our country has recorded 17,000 new cases, and that's the highest since the pandemic began. And to speak to us on this is Mpo Mpocheng. He's the president of the South African Emergency Personnel's Unit. Mpo, thank you so much for making time for us this evening, and welcome to SAFM Viewpoint. No, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm sure it has been quite a tough year for, for your members um, dealing with, with the situation, having to do their work under the pandemic. Why, from a EMS personal, uh, personnel's point of view, why do you feel that government is not ready to handle the second wave of COVID-19? Uh, let me indicate that we're having so many cases of uh, the positive patients and the way in which we are lacking resource is a clear indication that the government itself is not ready. And again, I must also indicate that our, all our workers are currently forced to take on confirmed cases, to be uh, confirmed uh, COVID patients without proper clothing. And mm-hmm. I must also indicate that the very same ambulances that we are using, they are actually transporting over patient, uh, COVID positive uh, COVID patients and at the same time, they are also transporting the very same uh, maternity cases that you might have. So without communicating uh, the ambulances. So obviously, we are, we are just participating in uh, infecting innocent people. Uh, I must indicate that uh, currently, as we speak, the reason why we are still saying that the government is not ready is because they are coming, the managers, including the MECs, they are coming with another tendency of forcing people to take positive COVID patients without proper PPEs. I must indicate that after the president pronounced level one, the union was having lots and lots of cases whereby our people refused to take COVID patients, positive mm-hmm. ones, without proper clothing, as it was also promulgated by the very same minister, because we had a meeting with the minister discussing, discussing the very same issue. Unfortunately, we also disseminated the information to the workers that they must not take patients who are positive without proper clothing. But now we are sitting with a lot of cases, dismissible cases, because the employer is intending to dismiss them. So we can easily see that the government is not actually ready. When they go to the media, they are misleading the the public that they are ready. But on the on the grassroots level, they are not ready. I must indicate that we have received uh, 22 uh, positive uh, results from uh, Wentworth in KZN, where we lost one worker there. So you can easily see that even today, as I speak to you, the station is not closed. The control center is not closed in Wentworth. It's still running as normal as, as usual. And it was not disinfected. So we can easily see that the government is not ready. They are just misleading the community. That is why, as the organization, we are still saying we need to consult with the legal division and check as to whether we cannot lay criminal charges 
against the minister and including the MECs, including the very same puppets called the managers who are actually forcing our people to take positive patients uh, 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 with, without proper clothing. And uh, I must also indicate that I received a, call, uh, a, a, a confirmed results from Coster. You can see that Coster is the smallest uh, place, uh, but we have received close to 30 people who, are, who, who, who tested positive is confirmed and you, in the very same station that is, is is dealing with the very same uh, positive patients there's no fumigation there's nothing the manager our workers are working under very serious pressure because people are, are, are going for quarantine and there mm-hmm. is no replacement and when there is no replacement the manager in Hetling indicated to the workers that there's no way in which he can call for, for other people to come and work overtime he's saving uh, the funds for, for 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 the government but he's risking because the very same people they are actually transporting each and everybody so which means if you can be pregnant if for for instance and and, and call an ambulance you are risking your life as, a, as an ordinary public uh, a member, you are risking your life because you might also be, be infected with this virus because ambulances are risky now because they are not infected and the managers, they are saving funds for, for government. I must indicate that we are working with very extremely tired workers because if you can check, since from the beginning of this COVID, from, uh, I must indicate from, from February or let me say uh, uh, March, our workers were working without any break. And the only token of appreciation that they got from the president is thank you. And now they got they, they were slept again with a court case that they were not going to get any pain from the increment. So our, our other workers, as public work, public service workers, they, they, they they've been at home for some time. Now they are going. They, they, they went back to to work. And our workers, they've been there for some time, working without any breaks. They are exhausted. They are working with shortage of ambulances, shortage of oxygen, or shortage of equipment, including the very PPE. So it's just a, a disaster. You see, this, this, this second wave is going to create more disaster than the previous one because now our people are tired. Their, their morale is very, very low. They, are, they don't have PPEs. Managers are pulling them to left, right, and center. And remember, the managers are using the COVID as an advantage because some of us will be precluded to enter the stations and the managers, they do as they wish unto other workers. So it's a very mm-hmm. serious challenge and we're anticipating a very serious disaster. And we're also saying to the minister and including the MECs that they must stop lying. They must stop telling the, the public uh, wrong information. They are not ready, these people. I've been saying that since from day one and I was not popular because I made mention from the first time when the COVID started that these people are not ready. Guided by the... the, 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 the the situation on the grassroots level. So now I'm still repeating it again because mm-hmm. now we have lost so many people in Eastern Cape because people were forced to utilize, to use maternity gowns to, to, to treat COVID patients. So mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is a disaster and we are still saying the president must, 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 must intervene and also be honest to the, community, to the, to the public. What is the way forward then? You've highlighted so many issues and it's been quite extensive. What is the way forward? Because you as a union then have to ensure that your members' working conditions are safe, they're conducive for them to be able to to, um, conduct their duties to the best of their abilities. What is the way forward? Uh, We're still encouraging our members that they must not risk their lives. 
And this, in the EMS, there is this stupid slogan that says, do the job and complain after. There's no way in which you can complain while we are dying. So there's no one who must risk to, to, to take COVID patients, COVID positive patients without PPEs. Number two, we're still saying people must work with their own pace. They must not be rushed by the managers. And we know very well that very soon when we visit uh, the, the stations, we'll be having, we'll be having a pro- problems with the security personnel because they will be actually restricting us to enter the, the workplaces because they will be, the, the level of abuse will be very, very high. So we are saying to our members that they must not risk. And if they come across any bullying, they must indicate to us because this time we are ready to, we are still consulting with the legal team. We need to charge this minister and including the MECs with murder because they are killing innocent people with their lousy instructions. So we are still checking with the legal team so that we can lay criminal, not necessarily criminal, they must be charged with first degree murder, these managers, including the, 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 the MECs. Mpompohen, thank you so much. We've unfortunately run out of time, but thank you for coming on and just highlighting the horrendous um, environment in which our EMS personnel who are doing such important work have to work. And please um, do stay in touch with us and keep us updated on those court challenges. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you. That's Mpompohen, President of the South African Emergency Personnel Unit. Sure. Sure, that's that's quite terrible. What is highlighted there, lack of PPEs, um, and the fact that these personnel are just at risk because they don't have the right equipment. They are exhausted. Um, there's lack of human resources, lack of funding. It's 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 really really quite a challenge. Really tough times for uh, uh, those of of our fellow countrymen who are on the front line. It's nine o'clock, and Gregory Hose has your news.